0: Such a sweetness. You know, the sweetness of his presence always bears a healing anointing. <laughs> the sweetness of his presence always bears a healing anointing. Thank you, thank you. You know, it's so amazing, just just the confirmation that the Lord just continues to give. And Pam, I, I was gonna actually prophesy over you today that there was an increase of faith coming to you in order that you would prophesy according to your faith so i'm just thankful that uh to see that rise up in you today pam and and i just bless you with more and ask the lord would just continue to pour out faith upon you that you would continue to prophesy according to your faith just hang. Let's just wait here. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. Thank you. He could do more in a moment with our heads on his chest than we could do with all the preaching in the world. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, ma'am, I just want to thank you for your intercession for the nation and for generations. You really know what it is to sit at the feet of Jesus and to pour out your alabaster jar upon him, and you just move the heart of God tremendously. There has been lives changed, lives saved through your intercession that you have no idea of. And so I thank you for paying that price to lay before him the way that you have. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, let's stay here. Let's stay here then. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, let's stay here. Stay here. So it was, it was on my heart today. Um, I know that the Lord is, um, I know there's an impartation today of faith. And the Lord wants to, to quicken our spirits. He wants to increase our faith. Not just faith in him, but the faith of him. So there's a difference between the you know, faith in God and the faith of God. And I know that there is an impartation for us today for exponential faith. And there's a price to pay for that because the word says that those who are faithful with little will be given much And the price to be paid in order, so this isn't a contingent. It's not if you do this, you get this. But I I will say this, to the degree that you choose to stand will be the measure of faith that you are able to receive. See, to the degree that we um, are willing to trust God, our hearts then, we will be able to receive that measure into our hearts to work. I have a few things that I want to kind of cover here before we get into it, to this. So this is the, you know, this, into faith we go by the spirit of faith. Into faith we go by the spirit of faith. I want to touch on something quickly because it, it's, um, I just feel the Lord wanting to address this, the attack on prophets right now. Um, the Lord was showing me why this is taking place. See, prophets Prophets give us foundation and they give us conclusion. They give us God's foundation and they give us God's conclusion. And in between there, in that process, what that does, have you ever gotten a prophetic word and instantly has created hunger in you for the conclusion of that word? You guys understand what I'm saying? You get a prophetic word and now something is sparked in you, there's a hunger, right? That prophetic word actually creates in you a diet. That diet leads you to your destiny. See, if the enemy can give us a wrong foundation, we get a wrong conclusion. And therefore, we start to eat wrong things. We start to have a wrong diet, which leads us to a wrong destiny. The enemy does not want America to come into its rightful destiny. So therefore, the attack is on the prophets, the mouthpieces, the word of the Lord. (laughs) He wants to give us a wrong foundation. Therefore, we end up with a wrong conclusion. We start having a wrong diet that leads us to a wrong destiny. But prophets come along and they speak to, that's why Jeremiah 1.10 is so important. That's why we understand it, to throw down, to tear up, to pull down and destroy, to build and to plant. They want prophets build in your heart, in your life, in your soul, the foundation of God. God's foundation, therefore you have a right conclusion. You start to eat the right things that lead you to the right destiny. Of course there would be an attack on the prophets right now. And I'm telling you what, one of the most dangerous things that we could give ourselves over to are prophets right now who are speaking, whether it be uh, judgment, wrath, whether they're saying it's a time of famine and persecution. You know what hour we're actually in is is, is favor and and prosperity. That's really the foundation and the conclusion that God is wanting us to come to. It's not the hour of, of famine and persecution, it's the hour of favor and prosperity. But if the enemy could get us twisted up and give us a wrong foundation, we get a wrong conclusion. The enemy wants us to eat the wrong thing. He wants us to eat only what we see. That's why there's an increase of exponential faith coming upon us, that we wouldn't live by what we see. We won't walk by what we see. We'll walk by faith. And therefore, we will eat that which is unseen because that's eternal. We don't hope for what's already seen. Who hopes for what they already have? We hope for what is unseen yet. We have faith in that which is unseen. So of course the attack would be on the prophets. And I was telling Mike the other day, you know, I, I've just, on a, on a very, very small, one or two guys have said some things to me. I was telling Mike at Kenny's house, I was like, you know, Rick shared it a week ago, but there's been some, some crazy things that have been said to me about some prophetic words that I have given. And man, I bless those guys. <laughs> Like, I love those guys, you know? Like, they are my friends, and I love them, and I bless them. They spoke curses over my life, but I'm blessed because of it. I'm actually blessed because of that. So, no, I don't have, hold grudges or hard feelings towards them. I was, you know, and tell them, Mike, it was a little bit laughable, but it was like, wow, man, I don't know. This is kind of cool. <laughs> and here was the seed that the Lord gave me. This is a couple years ago. Remember when I did the whole seed thing? This is one of them. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for a your reward in heaven for they persecuted the prophets who went before you. We've got to make sure our hearts are right in this season. We've got to make sure that our hearts and our ears are aligned to the heart's beat of heaven. And one thing that I've realized is that the Lord isn't going to call us to do something without first pouring something upon us to equip us. Okay, the Lord isn't going to say, you guys go out and do this work um, without there being something poured into our life that equips us, that enables us to go out and to do this work or else we'd be going out and doing that work in our own strength. He doesn't want that to happen. That's why the the amazing thing is in John chapter 2 all right, so John chapter three, the beginning of John chapter three, we see Jesus go into the temple and flip tables over, right? We see him go in and he's in the temple and he's flipping tables over. But before that type of judgment comes, John chapter two takes place where he turns water into wine. You see, so he gave the disciples and those who were with him wine. He gave them something to enjoy. He gave them part of who he was. Before judgment comes, he's going to give us the wine of the spirit, is basically what I'm saying. Before we see America go over the cliff and everything go up, listen, the the outpouring hasn't yet taken place. Therefore, I don't believe it's judgment on America. So I'm going to continue to stand. Now listen, don't hear me today just through the uh, lens of an election of a president. Hear it through every aspect of your life, please. Because this isn't going to be faith just to proclaim it's not over, or or the best is yet to come. I'm saying this is gonna be faith that we saw the patriarchs walk in in Hebrews chapter 11. This is the faith that God is stirring up, and I believe that this morning in worship is proof and evidence of that taking place in this house. Because that was just the Lord. (laughs) That was just God. There's a command to us today. First, though, there's a command from the Lord, and it's Joshua one nine, and this was this was uh, Rick's seed. I remember this. This was Rick's seed years ago, and I want to show you what a seed in good soil produces in a man. This man is standing. He's not being wavered. He's not being tossed to and fro. He's allowed a seed, the word of God, to take root into his heart. And guess what? If we will notice and allow, he has become a tree for us to hide under. He has become a tree that not just produces fruit, but shade because he has taken a seed. He has taken the word of the Lord and he's allowed it to produce something in him. He's becoming bold and courageous, not haughty and arrogant, bold and courageous, not proud and lifted up, bold and courageous. There's a difference. Joshua 1.9 says this, have I not commanded you, be strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This be strong here in the Hebrew, it literally means courageous, valiant, strengthened, established, firm, fortified, mighty, also to be encouraged as when David encouraged himself in the Lord in 1 Samuel. So you can see the value of taking a word, a, a word in season, whether this be a Rama word, whether this be a Logos word, whether this be a written word or a prophetic word, let this take root in you. Let this seed take root in you. We've all gotten prophetic words and we've all had seeds in our life that 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 verse that just comes alive. It's for such a time as this. If we are going to spiritually thrive in the times that we are currently living in, we must be strong and courageous. We must stand, contend, confront, and continue. We must stand in our convictions. Listen, if the Lord has a conviction in your heart, I don't care what you see, what takes place in the world around us, you stand. Don't come off of it, it is that important. We must stand no matter what wave, what wind comes knocking up against us because we know that ultimately we're standing on the rock. And the same rain that falls on the just falls on the unjust. And we know that that same wind, that same wave that crashes against both houses, listen, the sand is the opinions of man. The sand is the wisdom of man. The the sand is the reason of man. (laughs) And when that same wind and rain and and waves come crashing upon us, those who built upon the sand, great will be their fall. But for those who have built on the rock, Jesus will liken you to a wise man who built your house on on the rock. And when those same winds and waves and rain comes, you will stand, you will stand, you will lose nothing. I wanna encourage you today to stand. If you have a conviction, if you have a word in your heart, you stand. Contend. We must continue to contend for the will of heaven. We must continue to take all of the prophetic words and, and what the prophets have spoken, and we continue to contend. They are weapons. You understand, the prophetic words of our life, of our nation, of our generation are weapons that we get to continue to contend for the will of heaven to take place in this nation, in my life, in this church. Confront, confront the wickedness, confront wickedness. We don't go looking for a fight. And this is one of the things too, that I encouraged Rick about at the beginning of all this. He was never, I won't say never, he was not being political in any of this. (laughs) Political would have been him going out and looking for a fight. Do you realize that it came to our front door? That's what changed everything. That's what changed everything. David didn't go to the battlefield that day looking to to fight, he he went out to serve. And when he got there, he found an uncircumcised Philistine standing there, not just mocking his people, but mocking his God. And that was enough at that moment that he said, you know what, this is not gonna be okay. This is not okay, this has now come to my house. This has now come to my house. I'm going to continue to confront wickedness in simple ways. Let me give you a little practical way that this takes place in my life. So I started a new job new guys that don't know me. Praise God, one guy already got saved, gave his life to Jesus, gets completely rocked. And uh, <laughs> it was funny, Kenny was like, well, dude, you've only been there like a week, somebody already got saved. Like, it was so cool. Listen, we were in the truck and um, he's just opening it up, opening it up. And um, they, they creeped on me, I guess, like they were looking at my Facebook stuff a ton before I got there. So they already kind of knew what to expect, but wasn't really sure what to expect. And we had one afternoon together, man. And this guy just ends up getting so rocked by the Lord. He was, he was, uh, he was like the strong man. And he's a 31 year old guy, like young kid. I mean, uh, crazy drug deals, gun deals. He was the enforcer for like a mob family. You know, if somebody owed money, this was the guy that went and just cracked you in the head if you owed somebody money. Like he did whatever he had to do. But man, what a soft heart. Like you wouldn't even believe the softness of this guy's heart in order to receive the Lord the way he did. And um, we work outside, so it's super cold and all day, he just kept saying, man, I'm like burning up. My my stomach's on fire, my back's on fire. What's going on? Just rocked, rocked. Now we're in the truck and I'm just getting all these words of knowledge about his girlfriend and just small intimate things that, you know, some stranger that never met this guy would know about her. And he was just blown away. He was blown away, but but sometimes it comes up about just the out, you know, the outcome of the elections, and I don't get into debates and all this other stuff, and and now it's kind of become a joke. But you know, I say, hey guys, it's not over. They're like, oh, Kevin, it's over, man. You're out of your mind. It's over, guys. It's not over, and that's confronting the wickedness in my in this place. It doesn't have to be some huge thing. And now I take it light. It's it's but not in my earshot, you know what I'm saying? Not on my watch. I'm not going to allow words to be spoken into the atmosphere that don't originate from the throne of heaven. Whether it be about somebody, whether it be about my nation, my country, my church, whatever it is, if it's in my, if I can hear you not on my watch, and it's not in a confrontational kind of way, but it's just in in a love, joy, peace, and righteousness kind of way that I'm going to speak truth that trumps what you just said. Contending and, I'm um, sorry, confronting wickedness. Continuing to believe in the Lord, your God, and his prophets. We must continue. We must continue. It says that if you believe the Lord, your God, you will be established. If you believe his prophets, you will prosper. And I'm telling you something. The longer that I stand, the longer that I continue to believe, the more shored up my faith is becoming. The more that my soul is, is, is coming into alignment with the nature and the character of God. You would think that the longer you stand and you don't see a change, it would be starting to fade away. I'm telling you, the more that I've chosen to stand and to believe God and His prophets, the more sure and the more faith I feel growing in me. This has become a fire in my belly. I'm telling you, I am not swayed, not one bit by what I see, because I believe that much of what He said. We must come up higher. We must come up higher. We must see what he sees, and we must see it from where he is seated, which is far above. When we look back at church history, we see that at certain times as revival and awakening have taken place, God in these moves sovereignly has restored gifts. And I believe we are about to receive and see the gift of exponential faith poured out like never before. When we look back at church histories and revivals, you know, we could even just go back to Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation, right? This was this was, and he nails his thesis to the doors of the Catholic Church. It was um, this this revival of the simplicity of our salvation. Azusa comes, and and God restores the gift of tongues like flames of fire, and we've had healing revivals, we've had prophetic awakenings, and you could see that, that just throughout time, God in his sovereignty, as things are becoming more awakened and revival is taking place, he's stirring up and he brings back a gift. And I believe it's exponential faith, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It all has purpose, it all has meaning. The things that we're going through, we don't want to miss this moment in time. Listen, this is a test. And this is what I'm saying right now today to us, is that to the degree that you choose to stand is the degree that you will be able to receive. We've got to allow this to test our hearts and to purify our hearts, because ultimately transformation is the key. If we come through this and every prophetic word eventually comes to pass and my heart stayed the same, really, what have I gained? We must allow these prophetic things to test us and to try us and to purify us because God's not coming back for a present. He's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. And we get to allow these prophetic moments in these times that we are living in to purify our hearts and to, to cleanse us of the things that, that are in our hearts. To stir up hunger, to stir up thirsting in me for righteousness. If you guys remember a little while ago, one of the last times I spoke, I said that God was revealed, this was like September, October, that God was revealing, removing, reforming and restoring. And one of the things that I had mentioned was that the fire of God was bringing, was being brought to the structure of a thing, right? So in 2020, the fire of God was brought to a structure. It was brought to the structure of how we did church, how we went to the store, how we went to work, all of the things that we would do and say, the structure of those things was tested by fire. And I said that God was bringing fire now to the foundation. And I didn't realize that that even in the midst of all of this that that is taking place right now, especially with the prophetic, again, fire is being brought to the foundation. God is wanting us to get to the right foundation so we can have a right conclusion. Therefore, we have a right diet that leads us to a right destiny. The enemy is attacking these things. We are, again, living in a Kairos moment. This is a holy moment in time unfolding right before us. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna read some scriptures here today. And and like I said, this is an impartation. I know that the Lord is wanting to increase and impart faith to us. Not just faith in him, but the faith of him. I'm gonna read some scriptures here. And just kind of let these wash over you for a moment. This is going to be out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let me say this too. It would, I I would not have time in a month to go through all of the scriptures. I mean, from the beginning to the end, this is faith. (laughs) This is faith. But we have this earthen vessel. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. This is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 here. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. Verse 13, I want to jump down. And since we have this same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. You see, it's not hard to to gauge. It's not hard to get a, a pressure gauge of where our faith is at, because it's what our mouth speaks. And it's not hard to get a gauge of where our faith is at, because we know in the condition of our heart, because out of our heart, our mouth speaks. So all we really have to do is just be quiet enough and listen to ourselves and the words that are coming out of our mouth, and we get to understand the condition of our heart and where we really stand in faith but it says right here in verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith. Now, what spirit of faith is that? That's the same spirit of faith that Jesus had in the Holy Spirit to raise him from the dead. Now, can you imagine walking in that kind of faith, a life lived, a life laid down, trusting and having faith so much that when you died, you believe you're gonna be raised from the dead. That's the faith that God is wanting to put upon us today. That is the faith that he is wanting to impart to us verse 16 therefore we do not lose heart we do not lose heart i want to encourage you if you're losing heart today ask yourself what are you believing what are you eating what are you speaking even though the outward man is perishing yet the inward man is is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. We are in a Kairos moment. We do not want to miss this moment. Right now we have a chance to believe God, maybe in a greater degree than any of us has ever had an opportunity to. We don't want to miss this seed of faith that we get to sow into the kingdom. I heard Bill Johnson say that that on earth we have an opportunity to rejoice in sickness, or not, you know, but through sickness we have an opportunity to rejoice through darkness. Because when we get there, there is none. We have an opportunity to actually believe God in such a way, alive on this this earth right now, that we won't when we get there. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be no darkness. There'll there'll be no sickness. Right now, our worship today, do you understand? Wasn't was an, a sacrifice. It was, a, it was a, a, a offering of worship up to the King. The great thing about worshiping in faith is that you can sing out of tune. And if you're in faith, it still, it pleases them more so than if you were every note, you know, you could have had the best band up here. Our faith singing today in our fallen state, in the condition that we're in as a nation, this was a faith offering. This was, a, this, this was an offering that went up to the Lord Chapter five, verse seven, for we walk by faith and not by sight. This is, what are you looking at? What are you believing? What are you allowing into your gates, into your ear gate, into your eye gate, the things that you listen to? Listen, if we are discouraged in this moment, I believe it's our own fault. If you're discouraged today because of the way that things are going, I believe it's your own fault because there's so much out there that could feed your soul, that can encourage your heart in this moment. The word of God alone, regardless of what takes place in the office, we have the word of God. If you are discouraged and you're struggling, I love you, get into the word. (laughs) Get into the word, start to believe God and what his prophets had said, despite what you see. We're gonna flip over to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read this here really quickly to us. Chapter 11 lists some of the great heroes of faith of the Old Testament. It records marvelous blessings and outstanding victories achieved through faith. While some verses record those who through faith endure great trial, suffering and persecution. Significantly, this is this is amazing. Significantly, there is no mention of the sins and shortcomings of those listed. The obvious reason is that the blood of Jesus had blotted out the sins and failures so that their iniquities are remembered against them no more. <clears throat> One of the things that really just had me kind of all, all um, up in arms, especially with the prophetic things that have taken place, um, there was a lot of blame being shifted, okay? There was a lot of blame being shifted. Um, <clears throat> Some prophets said that their their prophetic word didn't come to pass because the church didn't pray hard enough. Uh, Some prophets were saying that uh, the reason why President Trump wasn't reelected was because um, of his Twitter uh, things. You know, he was hard on Twitter and he was a hard, let me tell you something, God knows the heart, amen. God knows the heart. And I believe that when I look at him, Actually, me and Jenna both had a dream last night about this, and I'm I'm not going to go into it yet, but um, the anointing of God is still on him. The anointing of God for being the president of the United States is still on President Trump. Now, how this plays out, I'm not sure, but I can tell you what I see in the spirit. Oh, so let's let's start right here in um, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, verse 1. If you guys remember, hi, buddy. If you guys remember a few years ago, I had um, people come up, I think there was like seven or eight of us with this specific verse and remember I broke it down and like, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. You guys remember when I, we kind of did that little demonstration? Okay. This again is, is so important because when a Hebrew reads this and for you guys that weren't here, when a Hebrew reads this, we read from left to right, they read right to left. So you understand Hebrew faith actually starts with that which is unseen. We think that faith is the very beginning of faith. It's not, it's actually choosing to believe that which is unseen. And we have evidence, when we work this verse back, so let's stay here, faith, it doesn't start with now faith is, it actually starts with the things that are unseen and of those things we have evidence. We already have the evidence, it's the word of God. This is what we are able to say. Even though I don't see this, God has said it. Therefore, that's enough for me. When I was in Israel in 2014, I might've shared this story before. We were in a worship service in this mall basement. And during worship, the Lord tells me to go up and pray for the lady in the wheelchair. And so I had a word, right? I had a word from God. It wasn't like I just saw her. I mean, I had a word from the Lord to go pray for this lady in the wheelchair. So I go up the little balcony thing and I look down the hallway and there's a lady sitting in the wheelchair. And I tell you what, man, I had so much faith in this. I mean, like three years saved, so I was crazy wild. And I mean, I believed that, boom, she was gonna get up and run around this place. Like I believed it, I had faith that much, still do. And um, so I go up to her and I ask her if I could pray for her. And she's like, absolutely. And I start praying for her, nothing happens. And um, I'm like, oh my goodness, now what? So I asked her why she was in this wheelchair. And she said, she goes, well, 20 years ago, I was on a missions trip with YWAM and I was hit by a drunk driver. And I'm telling you what, man, I dropped to my knees and I began to weep at this lady's feet. Like, I'm telling you what, I was crying so hard. She ends up praying for me. And um, she's like, oh, I love you, that's awesome. You know, I go up there like, you know, whatever. And she ends up praying for me, man. And I had this little pocket Bible I'm crying. Like, I mean, I can't even see through my tears. I'm weeping so hard. She didn't get healed. And I walk over to this little ledge, and I know in my Bible where Mark 16 is. And I flip through it, and I'm trying to find the passage, you know, the verse, and it says that these things follow those who believe. And I'm like, Lord, you said it. It's in your word. You said it, Lord. And he says this to me he says, Son, don't allow the things that you see or don't see change the things you know I say. And I'm telling you what, that word struck my heart. Don't allow the things that you do see or that you don't see. Change the things you know he has said. That's faith. Regardless if I see it now or not, I'm going to believe that it's still the will of God that that lady was healed that day. I didn't see it. And it might've been after I left the room, she got up and took off running. It doesn't really matter. Don't allow the things that you do or don't see. Change the things that we know he says. He says faith begins with that which is unseen and we have evidence and once we find that we have evidence now we have hope now we have hope that that which is unseen we have evidence and once those things become substance once those things manifest in the natural now faith is Hebrews 11.1 here, it's not a definition. It's a description of how faith works. Faith is established conviction concerning things unseen and settled expectation of future reward. Verse two, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Verse four, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Abel's act of worship still testifies to the fact that a true worshiper must come in faith, presenting the sacrifice required by God. And I believe I felt that this morning. Today we worshiped in faith and it was evident I'm going to read just a few of these over us here. Let me let me, let me jump here to the back because this is what um, this is what we're going to receive today. So, like I said, we know that the gift of faith is a spiritual gift. We know that it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. This faith that the Holy Spirit provides to us is a supernatural ability to believe God without doubt. Actually, you know what? Let's do this right now. Let's kind of close our eyes. We're gonna repent for a moment here. We're just gonna get before the Lord and ask him to forgive us and we're gonna repent for our unbelief. So Father, we just thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for your great mercy. God, your loving kindness towards us, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would just forgive us now, Lord, for our doubting, for our unbelief. If we, if we have partnered with, uh, agreed with, Lord, any lying spirit about what's taking place, Father, we ask that you would just forgive us, God, and, and set our hearts back to believe you and to believe your prophets like never before. God, I even pray, Father, that as these seeds um, of doubt and unbelief are being rooted up, Lord, that even now, exponential faith, Lord, is a seed that is taking root. God, that we would no longer question, that we would no longer doubt, but that we would just simply, like children, believe. That we would simply, like children, have the faith of a child to believe you. We don't need to know how. We don't need to know when and why. But we just say that it's because what you said is enough. And so, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy upon us. Do that deep work in us, God, in Jesus' name. Another aspect of this is the ability to combat unbelief. So we can live in such a way that we have the word of God in our hearts to the degree, whether, again, it be Logos, whether it be uh, a rhema, whether it be written, prophetic, however, we have the supernatural ability to combat unbelief. We also have the supernatural ability to meet adverse uh, circumstances with trust in God's message in words. An inner conviction impelled by an urgent and higher calling. I'm going to continue just to read some of these verses uh, through Hebrews. And let this just wash over you, receive this. And then we're going to pray and we're going to activate this faith uh, even more so. So verse uh, 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he commanded the world, and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith." See, this faith is going to require us to move, right? So faith without works is dead. The faith that is going to be given to us today is going to require us, while things are still not yet seen, to move with godly fear in preparing something that could potentially even save your own household. Verse 8, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them from afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Verse 16, but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. I wanna, I wanna release you guys into something. It's okay to desire something better than what we see right now. <laughs> Does that make sense? It is okay for you to hunger and to thirst and desire for something better than what you currently see because this isn't the end. Again, like I said, even your own personal state, if transformation isn't our key at the end of all of this, we've missed it. But I release you to believe God for, for better than what you see right now. Uh, let's jump over to verse 32. Listen to this. Listen to what the author of Hebrews says right here. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth, also of David and Samuel and of the prophets. And this is the faith that I release to us today. And this is the exponential faith that I believe that the Holy Spirit is giving us today who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, attained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead raised to life again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment imprisonment they were stoned they were sawn in two they were tempted and slain with the sword they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted tormented of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth and all of these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And if the patriarchs of the Old Testament went through all of these things and still did not waver and renounce their faith, how much more now should we believe? We see what they said come to pass. (laughs) The Messiah that they prophesied, we now know as Lord and Savior, how much more should we believe the words of God? Therefore, we also, this is um, chapter 12, verse one. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I don't completely and fully understand this, but I do know, I do know this to be the truth and this to be um, the truth of heaven, that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And I believe that the faith that they walked in is the faith that we are going to have imparted to us. So I want to just take a few minutes and I want to just pray and believe the Lord to, to pour this out upon us. And, and if you are in here today and you, and you need encouraged, don't leave here without somebody praying for you. If you have pain in your body, we want to pray for you. If you, if you need to just be uh, lifted up and we're, we're, we want to activate this gift of faith today. Jesus, so Father, thank you. Is there anybody back there? Maybe you could turn that up just a little bit if you could, man. Thank you. Jesus, thank you for exponential faith, God. That's good, man. that's perfect right there. Thank you Listen, I want to read this to us here. I wasn't going to do this, but I wrote this to somebody. <clears throat> I believe that we're all going to have to give an account of what we did and how we did it in this season, how we stood. So I I had this thought to somebody and I wanted to encourage them. So this is what I wrote. I said, years from now, we may be asked, so where were you during all of this? You will be able to say, I was there in the midst of it all standing And after I did all that I could do to stand, I stood. I stood on the word of my heavenly Father. I stood on my one and only rock, the Son, the Most High Jesus Christ, my King. I stood on the leading and the conviction of the Holy Spirit who led me into all truth. I stood for righteousness. I stood for justice for all. I stood on prophetic promises declared from the courts of heaven. I stood on my core values and convictions. While others may kneel, I chose to stand, not only in the things I believed in, but also against the evil that tried to prevail. I stood as a son, as a father, and as a husband, as a patriot, as a man of integrity, as a man of honor, as a kingdom warrior, bold and courageous, I stood in the gap. I stood as a friend of God and a man after his very heart. I stood for real love, peace and joy. So when you are asked years from now, where were you? You can say boldly standing. And after I did all I could to stand, I stood. And so Father, I pray that even right now, Lord, that you would put this boldness in us to stand. God, I pray that you would put this courage in us to stand. I pray, Lord, that you would just give us this exponential faith today, Father, that despite what we see and what we hear, we believe in faith that you have said, and that is good enough for us. God, I pray that you would give us faith like a child this morning, that we just believe our daddy said it and that's good enough for us. Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom to encourage a world around us right now. Father, give us the words to speak, Lord, Let us preach the gospel in faith. Let us lay hands on the sick in faith. Let us prophesy in faith. Let us love in faith. Let us give in faith. And putting on the full armor of God and above all, taking up the shield of faith that is able to quench the fiery darts of the evil one. are the winds of heaven releasing faith releasing faith releasing faith increase, increase with God all things are possible for those who believe with God nothing is impossible we trust you Lord the purest form of worship is to trust him. The highest offering we can give him is to trust him. Jesus, Jesus, thank you. Deep, 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 deep. deep. Jesus. Let us only doubt our doubts. Only have doubt in the things we doubt. <sighs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, if you feel like you want um, us to lay hands on you and to, to receive an impartation of faith, I believe the Lord could do it right where you're seated, seating, um, seated. But, but if you want prayer, please, by all means, by all means, come up. Jesus, Jesus, thank you. So, Father, we thank you again, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your blood that we can come boldly before you, Lord. We can come boldly before the throne of grace. Lord, make us aware of these, this cloud of witnesses. Lord, impart to us today this gift of faith in Jesus' name.